What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew, and thank you for making me part of your week. I know that the draft was more than a week away, but I have finally been able to sit down and go over it for you. So stick around as I break down the entire Buffalo Bills draft. Let's have some fun. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Talk Buffalo. Man, I have missed you guys. Unfortunately, sometimes life gets in the way, and I didn't think that last week I would be able to produce a quality enough product for you to consume, so I decided to just shelf what I was going to do. Unfortunately, I had to work on Saturday night, so I wouldn't have, wouldn't have had time to record and edit and process and do all the things that you need to do for a video podcast in order to get it out to you in time after the draft. So what I did was I waited a full week, but we're finally going to talk about the Buffalo Bills draft that they had and grade them and, and analyze them each prospect from rounds one to seven, starting with the Buffalo Bills round one pick 30. A lot of people believed that maybe they would trade up and go and try to get a running back. However, I was not one of those people. I never believed the Bills were interested, especially after they signed Matt Breida to the Buffalo Bills. He was their change of pace back. He runs a phenomenal 40 time. He is very fast, a very efficient, very capable running back. And you have somebody like Zach Moss, who as the season went on, got better and better and better. And you also have a guy in Devin Singletary, who he did have a little bit of a down year, but I don't think it was all on him last year. So the Bills were going into the first round of the 2021 NFL draft and one of their biggest needs to me was edge rusher and the Bills addressed that on days one and two in a big way starting with round one pick number 30 the Buffalo Bills addressed their need for pass rusher in defensive end Gregory Russo this kid is a monster standing at six foot seven 266 pounds, according to NFL.com. He had a round two grade on him as he sat out all of the 2020 season because of COVID. He opted out of this past season. And when you find out the backstory as to why his mom was a COVID nurse uh, in the ICU, he's seen a lot of things. He just didn't feel comfortable playing. That's his decision. Obviously, he sits out. Had he played, I don't know if the Bills and had another productive season. I don't know the Bills would have been able to draft him as he would have probably gone significantly higher in this draft. In his one full season with uh, the Florida Gators, he amassed 54 tackles, 19 and a half tackles for loss, and 15 and a half sacks. He was absolutely incredible. He is he had also had two forced fumbles and one fumble recovery. Throw that out there also. Some positives for this young man is he has big, long, he is athletic. He is good at using his length and uses it well to keep the defender off of him so that he can shed the block and make the play, make the tackle uh, when it comes to him. 
He is also seems like he has very good ball instincts, and he always seems to be in the backfield. 19 and a half tackles for loss says that he is always in the backfield. Same thing with the 15 and a half sacks. Always in the backfield. This kid is a disruptor, and he will hopefully be able to continue to develop and do that at the NFL level. Now, some of the negatives to this young man is he only started for one full season in college, and that is that always throws up some red flags for people. That means he comes in, and he is very raw. He is not very polished, and for a first-round pick, I think uh, a lot of people are going to be expecting him to come right in and, and, and blow their pants off, and I just don't think he's going to be able to do that. I think that he needs a little bit more time to develop a lot of his pass rushing skills, his speed rush, his bull rush. He needs to get stronger. Uh, a lot of his sacks didn't actually come from the defensive end position. He lined up in the three technique and would beat guards with his uh, athleticism and his quickness off the line. He was he was easily quicker and more athletic than the guards at the collegiate level. However, I don't know if he's going to be that be able to do that at the next level. So he's definitely going to have to progress in order to do that. As I stated, he is going to need to bulk up. He's got to get stronger for a guy who's six foot seven, two sixty six. He was only able to do twenty one reps on the bench press at his pro day, so that is something that that could be concerning. And he has kind of a a slender build. He's not a very uh, a very hefty guy, but at six foot seven, I mean. I don't really know if you're going to be, at least on tape, or, you know, on the highlights and things that I watched, he didn't look like a very, you know, a meaty guy. But again, he's got to work on his strength and, and a little bit of his speed and, and, and his hand fighting techniques to really be a problem at the next level. Now going on to round number two, day two of the NFL draft. Pick number 61 overall, the Buffalo Bills selected defensive end Carlos Boogie Basham. Out of Wake Forest, he had a long career as he was a redshirt senior. He had, as his as a redshirt senior, he had 30, or altogether, I'm sorry, in his last two collegiate seasons, he had 35 and a half tackles for loss, 19 and a half sacks, uh, 18 tackles for loss, 10, and, 10 sacks in 2019. He had seven forced fumbles, again, in his last two full seasons with Wake Forest. He was a very, very productive uh, uh, defensive end for Wake Forest. And I think when you watch him, some of the positives that you get out of him is he has very active hands. When he comes in, his hands are always active. He's, very, he's also very violent with his hands. Uh, he's very powerful at six foot three, two 274 pounds. He might have to slim down just a smidge at that six foot three in order to be a defensive end. Otherwise, they might shift him inside to be uh, a three technique and get after the quarterback and then three technique. He has another thing about him. He has a relentless motor. He just goes and goes and goes. And that is something that you absolutely need at the NFL level. I think... Basham has a better chance to be a rotational player for the Buffalo Bills over Greg Russo, who has to maybe work a little bit on his technique and and pass rushing skills in order to get into that rotation to be 
a, a disruptive player for the Buffalo Bills. Some of the negatives for Basham is he lacks explosiveness off the ball. And when you watch highlights of him, you can really see that. If you just type in Basham versus, you can watch YouTube. You can watch every snap for certain games that he plays. And he just doesn't come off the ball very quickly. He doesn't have a very explosive first step. Um, and and that, that could really hurt him at the next level. He also gets caught on blocks. So when a blocker attaches himself to him, he can't really shed the block in order to make the tackles. And he has trouble and he loses the ball carrier sometimes. And that is stuff that he's going to need to work on uh, to be able to continue to improve at the next level. The Bills in the third round went big again, and big is an understatement when you're talking about this, gentlemen. The Bills went big, big, big in their first three picks. Round three, pick 93 overall. They drafted offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa, Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown is massive, to say the least. Six foot eight plus. 311 pounds, and he converted from tight end and added about 40 pounds from high school to college. He played tight end in in high school. They converted him to an offensive tackle in college. I believe he played both sides of the line, so that is a a very good thing. It it makes him very versatile for um, the Bills to have somebody like this. He looks like when you watch him, he has a ton of upside, but he still needs to work on a few things in order to really become a a potential starter in the NFL. And I think they're going to try to groom him for the right tackle spot. I really believe that because Darrell Williams is getting older and he had a fantastic season last season. But I really believe if he continues to have good seasons the way he is, he's going to uh, uh, price himself out of a job in Buffalo and in's going to slide Spencer Brown, provided he's able to continue to develop um, as he did, you know, with, with Northern Iowa. They didn't, I don't believe they played this year. There was Northern Iowa is an FCS team. So obviously not the highest level of college football, but some of the pros for him are his athleticism jumps off the screen when I watch him. His quickness and lateral movement for a tackle his size is absolutely incredible. I love watching him. He he also can play big and mean and physical. Um, some of the negatives from him is he still needs to work on his technique. Uh, he, he needs to work on some footwork and his footwork will cause him to kind of miss some blocks sometimes on the outside. So uh, overall, he the first two of the three picks, the Bills drafted for potential, in my opinion. And that's not a bad thing. The Bills were in a very good spot in order to draft for potential instead of having to draft guys to be able to jump right in right away and play. Now in rounds four through seven, we're going to talk about positives only. As, you know, I didn't want to dive too, too deep into the later round picks. We're going to see a lot more of these guys. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more about these guys as the summer goes on. We're going to keep an eye on all of them, of course. In round four, the Bills had zero picks. No picks in round four. In round five, pick number 161, they drafted another big offensive tackle, six foot six, two, 320 pounds. Tommy Doyle out of Miami, Ohio, in the MAC conference, the same conference your UB Bulls play in. 
Uh, he is a big kid who gets after it, and he is very versatile, having played both sides, started both sides of the offensive line, right tackle and left tackle. So that's something that's going to bode well for him at the next level, being able to play the blind side and the strong side of the quarterback. Some of the pros for him, as I said, he's a big, strong kid. He has very good hands um, uh, when he engages in his blocks. He's agile enough to handle the speed rush, as evident when you watch him against a speed rush, more of a speed rusher in a Malcolm Koontz from UB who also got drafted. Malcolm Koontz was drafted in the third round of the NFL draft by the Oakland Raiders. And he hand, he seemingly handled Malcolm Koontz very well. Uh, he was able to, you know, not get beat around the outside. Malcolm Koontz has tr- and have a very explosive first step. He's very quick at getting around and beating him or beating uh, tackles with his speed. He's got tremendous bend. And Tommy Doyle really did not seem to have too much trouble on the plays that I did watch when he was going up against Malcolm Koontz. Now, uh, as I said, his footwork is above average, and he's able to seal off the edge, giving the runner a running lane. Obviously, I played some of the highlights for you uh, right underneath me here, but he's just a very good, a solid pick. He has the potential to be a, a depth pick, a backup type uh, uh, tackle or offensive lineman, as you will, in the NFL. And the Bills, again, are just picking on potential and and rotational players as they don't, and, and developmental purposes, as they don't need guys to slide right in right away and be able to play. Now, they go to round number six. They had three picks in round six, starting with... Uh, pick number 203, they drafted one of the only off, I believe it's the only offensive player they drafted, uh, yep, uh, the only skill position player they drafted in this draft as they drafted wide receiver from Houston, Marquez Stevenson. He is five foot ten, 182 pounds. He had very good production in college in 32 games. He amassed 2,269 yards receiving. Uh, 15.4 yards per catch, and 22 touchdowns. Very, very productive in college was Marquez Stevenson. He is a burner. He ran a 4-4-5 40-yard dash at his pro day, and he's able to get some of his pros, as I said, he's very, very fast. He's able to get to that next gear when you watch the high, while you're watching the highlights or if you already watched the highlights of him. He's able to get to that next gear very, very fast. He's able to get to top speed very fast, and he's able to pull away from defenders. He gets a seemingly gets a lot of yards after catch also. He's also very versatile. You can line him up outside or inside. He can also do end rounds with his speed. He understands angles, and he is a very good kick returner. He averaged two or 26.1 yards uh, per return in his college career. He also had three house calls in college for a return man. So he could potentially start and, and jump right into special teams, provided he makes the team for the Buffalo Bills. Somebody that uh, has a very good chance, in my opinion, uh, because of his special teams ability to make this Buffalo Bills squad. 
You go to round number six. The the next the, the same round, round six, pick number 212. The Bills drafted safety Damar Hamlin out of Pitt. He is 6'1", 200 pounds. Good size for a safety. And he looks like he is very a very willing tackler in the highlights that I'm going to show you. He is not afraid to lower the shoulder and play physical. Uh, from what I've seen, obviously, I, I didn't have I don't have time to, to go super in depth with all these guys. But from the things that I've seen, from the highlights that I'm watching, obviously, I'm not watching a bunch of game tape. But from all the highlights I'm watching, he has a lot of guys where he gets right in there, lowers his shoulder, and he's able to play very, very physical downhill. He is seemingly good at reading the quarterback's eyes in what look like zone uh, coverages as he's able to just slide in front of wide receivers and make uh, make plays on the ball, interceptions, breaking up the pass, what have you. And he is uh, seems like a very solid pick for the Buffalo Bills. Now you go on to the third pick of the sixth round, the very next pick, pick number 213. They drafted another DB in wide, or wide receiver, in cornerback Rashad Wild Goose. Yes, that is his last name. His last name is Wild Goose out of Wisconsin. He is five foot ten, one hundred and ninety-one pounds. He is a smaller corner at only five foot ten, but he is a burner as he ran a very impressive four point four one forty yard dash time. Uh, the Bills uh, fans and Bills Mafia have kept saying. Why do you keep drafting all these guys that are, you know, such slow DBs? You keep drafting slow DBs. This is a very, very fast DB, and I think that's going to bode well for him in the next level. Uh, Some of the pros for him is he seems like he enjoys physical play, coming downhill and making tackles. He looks good at attacking wide receivers. He also looks good at attacking wide receivers' hands and getting his hand up in the middle without... Uh, you know, without drawing pass or, or having pass interferences called on him, he's able to get his hand in there, making plays on the ball, and uh, in, in all those fifty-fifty balls, he had fourteen pass breakups in fourteen games at the collegiate level. Now you go to the next one, the last pick for the Buffalo Bills, pick number two hundred and thirty-six in the seventh round. They drafted guard Jake Anderson out of Texas Tech. Six foot five, three hundred and fourteen pounds. He was a first team All Big Twelve this past season. Some of his pros are he has good footwork. He has uh, good footwork, good quickness and agility. He drives through his blocks, and he is a very patient blocker when he goes up into the second level and attacks the linebackers. And that is a very good trait to have. That means he's not going to draw the penalty of, you know, linemen downfield too early, anything like that. He's He could potentially be a very solid pick. I don't really know too much more about this gentleman, honestly. Uh, from everything I've, I'm reading, he looks like, again, another solid depth pick for the Buffalo Bills. They went very, very, very big in this draft. There is no question about it. They drafted for strictly need only and not many lugs. You know, they didn't have a whole lot of luxury picks in this one outside of maybe Marquise uh, uh, Stevenson or Marquez Stevenson, uh, excuse me. The Bills really don't have, they drafted for a lot of potential. 
Okay, they drafted for a lot of potential. They didn't. Ha- they didn't draft to put guys in right away. These guys don't have to start immediately and make a big impact. If they do, great, all the better for the Buffalo Bills. But they don't have to, and that is a big thing for the Bills. They're going to be able to develop these guys, provided they make the team. They're going to be able to keep these guys and groom these guys in the way that they want them groomed and develop them in the way that they want to develop them. And that is only going to help the Bills. Uh, you know, when it comes contract time and some of these guys do eventually have to go. I don't know if Brandon Bean can continue his wizardry for the Buffalo Bills as he's continued to just blow the balls off of all of us with how good he's been able to handle uh, the Buffalo Bills financials and, and player management and things like that. Overall grade is a B minus to a B. I liked this draft. The Bills didn't have a flashy draft. There wasn't that one guy where everyone's going to go, ooh, ah, oh my God. But they, they, they did grab big, big guys in this draft. Again, they didn't draft any big names. They made, uh, they didn't make any big splashes. However, they drafted, like I said, they drafted for need in defensive end and pass rusher. They got two in Russo and Basham, both guys may be able to be rotational players right off the jump with Addison and uh, Hughes both getting up there in age. These guys will be able to develop and hopefully be on either side of each other and make a huge impact in years to come. Uh, they also, uh, they drafted for potential, as I stated. They drafted for potential in guys like Russo and, and, and offensive tackle Spencer Brown. These guys look like they have very high ceilings, and if they can develop them, they're going to have a couple of really, really good players on their hands. And they also got guys that can contribute right away. I think Basham can contribute right away. They have guys who can contribute on special teams right away, provided they make the team. And guys like Stevenson and Rashad Wild Goose, the Bills... I'm not going to say they, again, they had such an amazing draft that, you know, they could have, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to be vastly better this season. However, I do think they had a solid draft. It was, it was above average to good uh, draft for the Buffalo Bills. Only time will tell with a lot of these guys. And again, Brandon Bean, they go in, they don't listen to all the hoopla about who the Bills should get, get this guy, get that guy. They do a great job of of identifying their needs and going after their needs and, and really picking guys that could potentially come right in and contribute right off the bat. That's going to do it for this video, if you guys like what you're hearing, remember, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you never miss a video. We talk Bills, Sabres, and UB Bulls, men's basketball and football all the time. Once, or Try to get them out once a week, once every 7 to 10 days, a video will come out for you guys. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast only, uh, remember to tell your friends and your family that they can subscribe to me on the listening platform of their choice. I am on all of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. Remember to leave a fantastic review, comment on this video, like this video, share this video. That would be fantastic. Let's grow this thing. Let's make it big. Let's continue to improve the quality of this podcast. I love doing it. I love interacting with people, whether they tell me I'm a fucking moron or whether they say, what a brilliant podcast, great, you know, 
great insight. Fantastic job. I love all of it. Thank you guys for all the support. Have a fantastic week.